Today's episode of Tyson Tate is brought to you by Discover, and now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, scientists are stumped, Tate. They're, they're, they, they cannot figure this out. As the temperatures continue to plummet all across America, mm. the, the weather is getting cold. Yes. But the Coach K farewell tour is heating up. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. We, we, can't, we can't draw the, the connection. I, we don't know how it's I happening. I cannot believe we're here. I really cannot believe we're here. I, I thought that there's no way, there's literally no way that this happens in the final season of Coach K. He wouldn't be... He, he wouldn't be himself, you know, his new formed version of himself mm-hmm. if he let himself stoop so low. But Michael DeVoe, all it took was one point, yep. and the rest was history. I can't wait to talk about it. It's yep. going to be fun. Coach K has, uh, is, is scolding opposing players. He's back. Yet again. He's addicted to pointing the, his finger at opposing players. I think he's coming players. back for one more year. <laughs> uh, speaking of heating up, the National Player of the Year race mm. is uh, certainly heating up with Johnny Davis. Pulled off the impossible. We, we were recording a pod. The last show we did, the Purdue-Wisconsin game was going on as we were recording. And uh, I don't know what happened, man. Like I said, I kept saying over and over, there's literally no way Purdue could lose this. Shoot. Shoot. Was, dang it. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of people wrong. that thought you were being genuine about that, I think. So I was, dude. Were, I'm a Purdue booster. Yeah, it really true. broke my heart to watch Purdue lose a match. Johnny Davis. And, yeah. Uh, Johnny Davis had 37 points, though, and is the the certainly the talk of college basketball the, the last couple of days of, of just how good he's been. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk National Player of the Year stuff because mm. – uh, EJ Liddell had it in the bag. Paolo Bencaro had it in the bag after Gonzaga. Yes. Then EJ Liddell had it in the bag after he Duke. Be, after Ohio State beat Duke. Now Johnny Davis, where do we stand to you? We got to mm. make sense of all this. Mm. Uh, also, it is we're recording this at uh, Thursday morning, but uh, whatever, screw it. We're doing Fraud Friday anyway. It is Fraud Friday. I have, I have a very very. When you're listening, it's Friday. Yeah, most That's people listening are probably yeah. it's probably Friday. So uh, we're gonna do a very in depth uh, uh, fraud power rankings this week. I, I have I have a lot to cover. Uh, and a, a Pac-12 update as well. It's a loaded show, man. So all that's coming up, but first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, we're going to start with Coach K, right? I think I think that's where we have to start. That's where we always start. We don't talk about it much on the show, so uh, I, don't, I don't know how in-depth you want to get. Like, usually... These sorts of things, Coach K farewell tour, anything related to Duke, we try to just kind of keep quickly. it over there, like yeah. just quickly Move get through, through it. it. Yeah, um, because we understand how polarizing Duke can be, and like mm-hmm. not, a, not, a, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just a, a topic we we try to stay away from. Um, but, but you came in today, and you're like, I, I would like, to, if it's okay with you, Titus, I would yeah. like to talk about Coach K and what happened in the Georgia Tech game. And uh, usually, I would not be game for this, but. I'm going to make an exception. I'm going to let you uh, explain to the people what happened here. Well, you know, PTI, they would always do that game where it was like a word that would, you know, there would be an incident and there would be a word to describe it. You know yeah, what I mean? It, and they would all give yes, their one word yes. and then they and then would. like Kornheiser would always make up a word. Yeah, exactly. And then they would just you yes. know, go on and banter yeah. off. So my word for what happened is I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Stunned. <laughs> I, I, I did not think that Coach K would ever go back to the Dylan Brooks days. I really didn't. I thought when Dylan Brooks happened, he said to himself, wait a second, 
I can't chase down the player on the opposing team that's beating me and, and remind, call them remind out. Remind everybody what Dylan, what the Dylan Brooks situation was. But I mean, like I I know yeah. most people listening. Know yeah, I mean, if it's... you remember this, Oregon, Dylan Brooks playing yeah. Oregon. They're playing in the NCAA tournament. Oregon is waxing Duke, uh, poetic. Yes, and Dylan Brooks is letting anyone within within range hear how he feels about waxing yes. Duke poetic. <laughs> Coach K was is within earshot. Um, and then basically reprimands him after the game, says, you're better than this. Yes. You're better than this yes. was the exact quote. He says he never says that. Dylan Brooks, after the game, confirms that that is exactly <laughs> what he said to him. You, there's a tape of Coach K. You can read his lips. He goes, you're better than this. You're better than this. So that all happens. <laughs> the, the, the ultimate irony being that Dylan Brooks is base, was basically, his career at Oregon, he was basically the, the Grayson, Grayson Allen, Allen of the West Coast. Yes. Is what he, he was tripping guys. He was yes. starting shit with other fan base. Like he, he was, if you paid attention to Pac-12 basketball, the way people felt about Grayson Allen, those the people in the Pac-12 felt that way about Dylan Brooks. Absolutely. And then now Coach K is pointing his finger. In Dylan Which was Brooks why it was hilarious there. because yeah. Coach K had indefinitely suspended Grayson for tripping and then yes. a guy who was in the same sort of world as Grayson Allen does this to his team, and then yes. he has something to say about it. He's upset about the way uh -huh. he behaves, yet not able to see it on his own team and address that. Yes. So that was the irony of the situation. We all laughed. We all moved on. We thought this would never happen again. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way this will ever happen again until Georgia Tech, the welder, came to town, mm -hmm. Cameron Indoor. All things are going okay. Duke's up in this game. It's a little tighter than you'd expect, but Duke's up in this game. And Georgia Tech makes a little run. And Coach K decides to stop this run, as he's prone to do. He's going to call a timeout. 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 And as he's doing that, and he's doing the T for timeout, Michael DeVoe, guard for Georgia Tech, points at K, points at the bench. I think he points at K. Mm -hmm. uh, basically say, like, gotcha. They're calling timeout. They're worried. They're scared. That's what it was. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe I've, have said, maybe said something. Yeah. But he pointed, and K snapped, <laughs> just like that. The coach K that we all know and love came back to light, and he decided, not only am I gonna have to address this situation, I'm gonna have to chase this man down. <laughs> and, and Coach K is the fastest he's moved in five years. He's going after Michael Devoe, which is think good news if you're a believer like I am that he's gonna come back next year. Looks spry. He's going after DeVoe. DeVoe gets out of the way. Ref intervenes. Now Kay's, you know, lambasting the ref. And it was just a, a moment of, one, clarity, and two, shock. Yeah. I, I was shocked to see this. But also, at the same time, I felt like we got the real Coach K back. Well, how how did this happen? How did, like, I don't... So, DeVoe is, is just basically saying... He, he, that, that's your interpretation. Gotcha. Like whatever. Do, do we know what he said? Did I think, he say what I he think said? His, I think he sees Coach K call timeout, which means they're trying to stop a run of ours. Yeah. AKA y'all got to call a timeout to stop me. I'm too hot. Take that. You know, it was kind of like, Yes, the the takeaway that I got again. I'm just reading which, body language which, in like, the situation. I'll defend K because I I'm very impartial when it comes to Coach yeah. K. I, uh, I I definitely uh, will will I, I see both sides. You know this. Mm. Um. I guess like a guy talking shit to your bench, like I don't love it. I, would I don't love, love it. it. I wouldn't love it either. Pointing but at my coach, I don't love. I wouldn't love it. Yeah. If if I was Coach K, wouldn't love it. If I was Coach K, I also what one thing I wouldn't do is like run on the court and try to find another player, which is I amazing. I wouldn't do that either. Yeah. So that that's where he loses me. I guess like I I, I don't know. Like I guess he could have been the victim. He could have yes. been like, yes. look at this player. 
who is showing no respect to me in my final season. He has no respect for the game. He has yes. no respect for the Duke basketball program. He has but no let respect other for people Cameron say Indoor. That. Let, let Don't say anything. Just, yes. Step back. Step back. Let the moment speak for itself. Yes. And then all of us, maybe we're doing the show. And maybe I'm saying Michael DeVoe, like, bad guy. More respect. Where's your respect? Yeah. Michael DeVoe. And, yeah, that's, bad guy. and that's where we were. Yeah. Until Coach K, it, and it hit him so quickly. Like it washed over him so quickly. Like he went immediately. From timeout, <laughs> stop this run to, did he just do what I think he did? You know what I mean? He did, yeah. he, he did, is Wayne Brady going to have to choke somebody? Like that the, was the moment for Coach K, and it, he was immediately gone. It kind of is the one thing he he could not do is, is gone. <laughs> it, it, it was like quite the, literally, if John Shire and Nolan Smith had a meeting before the season with Coach K, I think they had like do's and don'ts. And I think the farewell might have had like two over here. And number one was don't limbass or chase a player. You know yes. what I mean? Don't chase down a player or threaten a player this season. The Coach K farewell tour. Uh, so Duke goes on pause, uh, a COVID pause for a little bit of time. Mm. They, they are now back, obviously. Um, and, and now that they have resumed playing, the Coach K farewell tour cannot be more lined up any more perfectly. Yes. That, that Duke has not won a regular season ACC title in 12 years. Mm -hmm. uh, the, this, the, the, the ACC is horrible. We, horrible. We, we might talk about it later. Maybe not. <laughs> we don't, I don't know. Let's Maybe not we talk might not even it. talk let's about it. Let's never ACC. talk about let's it. Let's never talk about let's the just ACC. Just throw it away. The ACC is horrible. Yes. Uh, Duke is the one shining light if you're in the ACC offices mm -hmm. that you're like, thank God we have Duke because if we didn't have Duke, we'd have nothing. Um, it's it, kind of it, like you're at Azkaban and you're like, thank God we have the Dementors. You know yes. what I mean? At least we got something. <laughs> yes. It's all lining up for Duke. Uh, and, and, Coach, and and Duke has a team good enough to win a national title. It's not just about the yeah. ACC race. It's that, that uh, Paolo Bencaro could go number one, potentially. Mm. Could win National Player of the Year. Wendell Moore might be an All-American. You could theoretically have two first-team All-Americans playing for Duke right now. Uh, it, it is all lined up. But, and the ACC Freshman of the Year in Trevor Keels. That's right. I it think they be, should split up all yeah, the awards. Trevor Keels wins do. freshman of the year. Yeah. Paolo Bencaro wins ACC, ACC player, player of the year. year. Wendell Moore wins national player of the year. Bang. Boom. That could happen. <laughs> That's the world we're living in. And all Coach K has to do is just like step back. Yes. Just kind of like let it happen. Like the, the, the machine has been built. Let the machine go and just kind of watch. Just just let yeah. it just let it go. The media is going, as we've said, like Billis, who has been impartial, and and, and I, I genuinely think Jay has done an awesome job his whole career of yes. like calling Duke games. He'll he'll call Duke Carolina and he'll praise Carolina at times and you know he's, he's been that way this year throws that out the window. he's, <laughs> he's, he's gonna do seven sit down yes. interviews with K yes. like we, we all saw where this was going and the only thing K has to do is just not point his finger in the face of opposing players and mm -hmm. create a situation where guys like you and I can shit on him in his final season which maybe you're right maybe he's coming back maybe he's like the coach K farewell tour did not go as I wanted uh, maybe Duke does not get tested the way maybe like everyone's sucking in the ACC. We we talked about this. Maybe they're not tested. Maybe yeah. they lose in the second round because mm -hmm. like they haven't played a real team all season. And uh, Coach K looks at everything and is like, you know what? That it. Let's try that again. Yeah. This, this time I need more praise and I need a better NCAA more bowing. Yeah. I, I need <laughs> more bowing, more praise, more all the above. I think the craziest part of this whole exchange is because it is very Dylan Brooks in the sense that Coach K never addressed this. Yeah. In his press that's conference. Right. He never says anything about this. Yeah. Again, shout out to the journalists at Duke. No one asked him about it. They, 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 <laughs> they like let him slide on it so they don't. he doesn't even get asked, so he doesn't even have to address it. And then on the flip side of that, Josh Pastner and Michael DeVoe are asked the questions about the incident. Michael DeVoe grew up a Duke fan. So he first he comes out and says that. He's like, look, I grew up a Duke fan. My emotions got a little high. You know, yeah. I, I, I kind of just snapped for a second. And... 
And then they asked him, they said, what did Coach K say to you? And Coach K obviously says he didn't say anything. You know, people around him, Coach K said nothing. Michael DeVoe says, he said, you don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> that was the quote. You don't know who you're talking to as he chases him down on the court. So it's not only the action of it. It's like exactly what you expect, according to Michael DeVoe, what you expect him to be saying, which is basically like you're talking to the, the goat. guy. Yeah, the goat. Yeah. And, and and we do not take kindly to that. And I'm going to make sure that you hear about this. So I'll uh, I'll defend Kay again. And and and. You know, maybe maybe that's not what he said. Maybe Michael mm. DeVoe, uh, I, I don't know. You got to hear both sides, right? So, like, who knows if that's what well, he we actually said. Well, we will never hear the other side. So, I'm telling yeah. you the one side that is spoken about. But what But what I would say is I'm not sure what Kay could have said. If Kay didn't say that, if Michael DeVoe's lying and he's trying mm. to make himself look better, which I don't I don't know the story. I'm just devil's advocate here. Uh, what, what could Kay have said where you're like, oh, okay, in that case, I get it. <laughs> the answer is like nothing. I, I, I expected more profanity yeah. you know what i mean just the the fact that it was so pure and so genuine that he was so, like you can't do this and my and yeah. josh pastor after the game i mean he said he said no player should ever talk to the opposing coach i agree with that i think michael devoe yeah. was in the wrong from the jump i think so too until the reaction and we have to judge the reaction and the reaction is insane <laughs> it is insane <laughs> and it is the definition of like just being who we thought you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. And that was the one thing, like everyone in the office and the Duke athletic department, when they saw that happen, they're like, Oh no. Yeah. This is the one thing we didn't want to see. They have it written year. up on the, uh, the board, but the, uh, the, the, they're tracking all the Instagram followers. Yes. And yes. college basketball. <laughs> you remember that? When they did that. Number they did one, the, man. They're number one. They did the doc for the Zion RJ Barrett team. And, the. Uh, they show the board where they have the most Just to let all the followers. people know all the followers, <laughs> the, the growing this? followers. Um, Michael DeVoe, though, honorary boo brother. Are you, yeah. Are you, are you, are I think you saying so. he, yeah, I, I think so too. I think, uh, I, I do love that he said he grew up a Duke fan and he's like, listen, I'm not going to just sit here and kiss this man's feet. Like we're trying to beat his ass. And I love that. Yeah. That, that's the whole, that's the whole point of the boo brother campaign, which is, yes. the, which is that you've hated this man forever. Don't now pretend to that show you respect love and, and, and yeah. love him. So shout out Michael DeVoe. I don't like the, I, I don't like him pointing at Kay. In all honesty, I don't. He, he shouldn't have done that. He he could have like talked smack to the bench somehow, like not a, at Coach, I don't know. Pointing but, at Coach K is a bridge too far, but, but Coach K reacting the way he did, I'm shocked. That's worse. Yeah, I can't believe he worse. did that. Yeah. I really, I can, but I also can't. Yeah, like I worse. thought that he learned not I thought he learned not to snap, but he he broke. You know what I mean. And and who would have thought that Josh Pastner's team and Michael Devoe would be the ones that get him? You know what I mean. I, I figured it'd be like Caleb Love, yeah, or like some sort of like Carolina Duke. He's really high. You know, he's got like the red face because you know it's not going so well early, and then he snaps. But to to have this regular season game against Georgia Tech, I Dude, think we're maybe, not done. You oh, know? I don't we're think so because maybe the ACC sucking actually sets up for more of this because all, all mm. the teams playing Duke have nothing to lose. Basically. Exactly. So Duke, Duke must, Duke basically has to beat every team they play in the ACC. And they get going the to be best a bad shot loss. of every team in the ACC. Yes, and everybody, that's their one chance. You, you take a team like Florida State, who's been very disappointing all season. Maybe they beat Duke and they talk themselves into now we can make the NCAA tournament. So they're going into that Duke game. Where they're, like, they're going to get the best shot every single night. And they're going <laughs> to, this is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't know. How it ends, but I do know that like the the journey along like this is going to be one of many blips. You know yeah. what I mean? The fact that he's already cracked because at the end of the day, there's no repercussions for him 
you know, doing yeah. this. Like, it's not like anything happened because of it. He's fine. Duke's fine. And but if another player follows this same path as Michael DeVoe, like, I'm here to embarrass Coach K and Cameron Indoor. I'm trying to win this game. He's going to snap yeah. again. But but all is well that ends well for, for K in the sense that ultimately the only thing that matters is the NCAA tournament. And, mm. if, and if Duke goes to the Final Four, it doesn't matter how many opposing players he points at this season or whatever. He's still the winner, you know? Because, like, yeah. just imagine that run up to the Final Four, that media week of, you know, and, and we go to the New Orleans and it's just – one after like Duke's, Duke's going to get to the elite eight no matter what. So you like you yeah. should already start your bases on the season as thinking like Duke's in the final eight of the season, and then what? And then what? And you know what, what I mean? Yeah. Like in the same with Zion, it was like we know they're going to get to the elite eight because the path is going to be paved for that to happen. Yeah. And then what do they do from there? And and that'll be interesting. I guess that's it. That that to me is when we might actually see K crack is when yeah. he's got an eleven seed in the elite eight. He's playing. Mm. And it's the, the pad. The, it is it is wide open. He's it, playing it, Memphis. It, he's playing Daily. Memphis. And he's like, this is easy. And Larry Brown's coaching against him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Penny, Penny's been suspended by Memphis because he punched one of his players or something in, in the, the second before. round game. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now Larry Brown's coaching, and Kay's just laughing like, this is this a layup for me. This is a layup. And then somehow and then Larry Brown like, coaches the game of his life. And, then, <laughs> and Amadi Bates is pointing at Kay. The entire game. That's the press conference I want to see. Yeah, That's me the too. The press conference I want to see. Uh, let's move on. I want to talk about Wisconsin and Purdue Please. quickly. It happened a couple of days ago as we were recording uh, uh, our show. Um, as I said at the top, but uh, we we have to we have to talk about Johnny Davis and Purdue mm -hmm. really because is 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 Purdue falling apart? I I don't know. Um, their defense sucks. I will say that, and um, maybe we can talk about that in a second. But the real story is Johnny Davis, who had thirty seven points in Mackey Arena, twenty seven in the second half, Tate. Um, this dude averaged seven points a game last year and is now leading the country in scoring. He's unstoppable. He he hits. He he's a freak athlete. He he is smooth as hell. It is uh it has been a ton of fun to watch him. And as I said at the top, um the national player of the year race is getting juicy because Paolo Bancaro was a no, who who was the original national player of the year? Drew Timmy, right? I think Drew Timmy. It was Drew Timmy. Yeah. He was the preseason guy, and then Paolo goes nuts against Gonzaga. He becomes the guy. EJ Liddell becomes the guy. Now I I do feel like the momentum is behind Johnny Davis. There's a ton of basketball left to be pay, played, but uh, it's interesting that that we're here now and the the national player of the year race is pretty wide open, isn't it? Because you could throw in like Keegan Murray at Iowa is is great, unbelievable. Going to be a top well. ten pick, I think. Yes, yeah. He's he, he him and Johnny Davis are having very similar. They have very similar stories. Like arcs, yeah, in their career. Last year, they were kind of... We saw flashes of it last year for both of them. Where yeah. like They would have these moments. You're like, man, that guy's pretty interesting. But they took the leap a lot quicker but, than I think we expected. Yeah, but they to. were both playing behind like 30 seniors. Yeah. So they couldn't really flourish. And then you get all those guys out of the way. And now all of a sudden... Except they're for up. Did, Do you know that they both have twin brothers that aren't as good on the... Isn't that insane? Yeah. Keegan Murray really and Johnny it, yeah. Davis both have twin brothers that are on... Johnny Davis has a brother on Wisconsin. Keegan Murray has a twin brother on Iowa that just aren't as good as they are. But that's Isn't also that, like a while. It's also like a good formula, you know what I mean? And not just the twin, but to have your brother on the team that's not as good. I think of like Taylor and Blake yeah. Griffin, you know what I mean? Yeah. It almost fires you up a little bit. Were they twins? They weren't twins. They weren't twins. But they, I think same, Taylor same was a little bit yeah, older, yeah, but yeah. yeah, just brothers. Um so but but they also both like averaged like seven points a game last year. Now they're averaging like twenty five or something close yeah. to it. Um it, it it's been crazy. But you got Keegan Murray. Uh don't forget about Kofi Coburn, who's, Kofi Coburn who's been is an absolute monster. Sleeper. 
This is just only the Big Ten, by the way. You, mm -hmm. The Big Ten might get four first-team All-Americans, and I say that as a Big Ten homer just to you know, get under the skin of everyone listening. Johnny Davis, right now, it's not crazy to say he's going to be the first-team All-American. Yeah. And he's obviously in the National Player of the Year conversation, but I think the casual fan hears that, and they're like, who? Yeah. Who is this guy? What are you talking about? And I think the Maui Invitational actually not being in Maui hurt Johnny Davis getting the Maui bump. That's right. You know what I That's mean? Right. Like if he was in Lahaina and putting up 30 points on Houston Dude. and we were at the game, we would have... I'd still be talking. That'd be all I'd be talking about. We'd be calling about. him Johnny Basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it would be a whole thing. That's all I'd be talking about. Exactly. Um... But yeah, so so you got the, those four dudes in the Big Ten. Don't forget about Jaden Ivey, who I haven't given up on yet, but his defensive effort is is suspect, and he needs to get knocked down a peg or two and build his way back up. But uh, Agbaji could be National Player of the Year. So yeah. Matherin, don't sleep on him at at, at uh, Arizona. Um, we we talked about Wendell Moore, Paolo Bencaro, uh, Jabari Smith. Did you mention EJ Liddell? I mean, I think he's still I, yeah. in the conversation. You know? What oh, I mean? absolutely. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's interesting to me because as I was thinking about like where the National Player of the Year race stands right now, and again, it's it's way too early to be doing this, but at the same time, it is funny because every time someone has a big game, they're like, "Is he your guy now?" Um, is the Kinjo in there from Baylor? He could be. I mean, I think I think I just he's feel like the number the, one team in the country has to have somebody yeah. in the conversation, but do they at the same time? You yeah. know, but I guess if you have to throw in the de facto person, I guess he, he'll James. get in there just based off of that. Like yeah. the, the the best player best on the best team, team on the best team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the best player on the best team always <laughs> finds his finds his way there. But uh, the, what was interesting to me is I was thinking through like guys as I was handicapping the National Player of the Year race in my own head. I have no idea how Vegas has it, but like I was just kind of making a list of guys that I think have a shot. Um, a lot of the preseason first team All American guys who aren't even that bad this year, but they just like didn't come to mind. Like Drew Timmy doesn't come to mind to me. I don't mm -hmm. think Drew Timmy's going to win National Player of the Year. No, I think if you're betting on Drew Timmy, just light your money on fire. I don't think he's. I think it's done because Gonzaga, like the only way he could win it is that he he dominated the non conference and then rides that momentum all through the. Con you, you, he's you, already missed his window. He missed his window. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree Agreed. with that. Um, Johnny Juzang. Fair or not, UCLA going on a COVID pause for four and a half months. Or, misses my window. God, he missed his window. Johnny Juzang, I don't think he'll win National Player of the Year now, no matter how great he is. Which is going into the season, those were the two guys, I yeah. think, that we would talk about. You know, it's Timmy or Juzang. I think Colin Gillespie could, there's a path, but like, God, he's got to just be otherworldly in the Big East. And, and Villanova's and, been so up and down. I yeah. mean, you know, they get blown out by 20 to Creighton, then you blow out Creighton by 30-some, and, you know, it's just kind of, like, I can't really keep up. And I think America, you know, they love Colin Gillespie, but they're not riding the National Player of the Year. It had to be a consistent run for him to be that. Yeah, I I think uh, uh, Trace Jackson Davis as well, who was a first-team AP preseason All-American, has been great this year for Indiana. Um, I don't think he's going to win. I, don't, I think, like, he, he's, he's kind of missed his window in that, like, Indiana has some bad losses, and Indiana's not on anybody's radar. Is like, like I don't know. He's not going to get. The They're in that for, just like six to ten range in the Big Ten, yeah. where like no one's really fascinated by them. Yeah. He still has a chance in the sense that like a lot of the names we've mentioned as as Player of the Year candidates are Big Ten guys. So if like he could Trace, go up against if he goes them. nuts against yeah. Kofi Coburn and then follows it up with you know a huge game against EJ Liddell, then maybe they they play tonight. By the way, EJ Liddell and Trace Ooh. Jackson Davis. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't yeah. think it's going to go well for Ohio State. <laughs> Indiana's got some guys out, right, because of COVID protocols? Do they? I think so. I think oh, I saw that. All right. So there you go. I mean, all right, we might be back. <laughs> it just feels like a game, Indiana. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I, the vibes are off for mm -hmm. Ohio State because we. I, 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 I don't. I, I did don't see that Mike Woodson is wearing a suit. Yeah, that was announced. He yeah. will be in a suit. 
It's at home. It's it's <laughs> if the crowd shows up, if the assembly hall crowd shows up, uh, it, it's I, I'm not. I, it's OK. It's OK. I'm OK. I'm OK. I'm not mad about it. But anyway, um, yeah, there are a lot of dudes in the National Player of the Year race. And uh, I just want to point that out because it's been it's been a ton of fun. Who, who's the guy that right now, though, for you? I mean, I think Big O's in the conversation. Oscar Shibway. I think yeah, he's going to be. There. Why not? I don't I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to win it, but I, I, win, I think but... he's in the conversation just because of I think that 28 rebound game has stuck with people or at least it's stuck in my head. And the other uh, thing that's 15 and 15 is nice. Other thing that's helpful for him is how charismatic he is and how funny he is and how like he, he's a he's a media machine in the sense that like Kentucky already just having Kentucky on the front of your chest already is going to get eyeballs on you. But then. Uh, Oscar Shuboy, Oscar Shuboy is a, a fun interview. He's he's as you say, he's got he's an oddity too. Like he, yeah. he getting he's already twenty rebounds four games in a game with is, twenty rebounds already. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when the 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 Kentucky, you know, the countryside was all torn apart, he went and did his help, and then he That's said he got point. the rebounds for the people of Kentucky. Even That's though he was playing point. Western Kentucky, I was like. The Western Kentucky <laughs> yeah, people yeah. probably wanted Western Kentucky to get those rebounds, but uh, no, they didn't. Nobody they were cheering for Western. <laughs> but Kentucky, but you know, yeah. it was one of those things where it's like he endeared himself to the, the general public, which I think plays a factor in this sometimes the National Player of the Year. So I see him in that conversation. But I mean, Johnny Davis right now is the answer. I think, I think so. Which is pretty wild. To I think say. so. I think EJ Liddell was. I I, I do think it. It's just interesting because it is going to ebb and flow like that, and I guess it, it kind of does. Um, every year ish, mm. but not necessarily, you know, like some guys yeah. like have such a big initial start to this, like Zion's a great example. I mean, all roads lead back to Zion, I guess, but like Zion, um, explodes on the scene and then everyone was just trying to catch up to him for national player of the year, the entire season. And it never really happened. Uh, so sometimes like stuff like that can happen where guys just like, we're always looking to knock whoever's on the top yeah. off. But sometimes it's it's so obvious that we, we don't do that. And this year is not going to be one of those cases. This year it's going to be whoever has the big game on that night. Yeah. Like, is he the national player of the year? Is this guy national player? <laughs> it kind of happened in college football. You know, it was the whole year yeah, where every, everyone yeah. was trying to find the Heisman. Yeah. And then eventually Bryce Young goes like, I'm the Heisman. I'm the Heisman. <laughs> and you're like, I guess. <laughs> and then everyone's like, I don't want it to be Bryce yeah, Young. Like, I want it to be someone <laughs> Please don't be Bryce Young. <laughs> The whole then, year, everyone's excited. Alabama's not going to be number one. They might not even make the playoff. And then the, at the end of the year, they're yeah. number one and have the Heisman Trophy winner. And then CJ Stroud's like, I'll take the Heisman if you guys. And then I'm an Ohio State fan. I'm like, if CJ Stroud wins the Heisman and Justin Fields didn't, God damn it. Yeah, like, what, are we doing we, what are we doing? Here? What are we doing? And, and I feel like the only way this feels inevitable is if Duke goes on, like you were saying, in the ACC, they go on some, some insane run where they win 12 straight games. Yeah. Paulo is, you know, dominating, and everyone's like, he's the he's the national player of the year. Yeah, and it feels a little bit inevitable that Coach K would have the national player of the year. But are they going to cannibalize themselves with Paulo and, and Trevor Keels and Wendell Moore? Because I could see K doing um, an old school. The new school K move is to get is to to pump the tires of the guy who's going to be your top draft pick. Mm. The old school K move is to talk about how Wendell Moore is the best player on the team because he's the yes. heart and soul, and without him. Like Paolo and Trevor Keels are flashy, but Wendell Moore is what the engine that Which makes is what go. he did in 2015, and it worked. He talked about Quinn Cook all the time. Yes. You know, Justice Winslow's making everything he looks at, and he's like, Quinn Cook. <laughs> Just what a game. What a game. You like look at He's like, Quinn had like six points and six assists. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess he's the hardest He's the guy. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't. It's 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 gonna be. I, I think Matherin is. Uh, I, he's a he's a good he's a sneaky one. And I think like America knows Arizona now. You know, yeah. I really do. I I think that Arizona. 
we know who they are and we're impressed with how good they play. And I think Matherin is exceeded all expectations. And when he does things, you're, you're kind of have the wow factor. Yeah. You know? A little bit like Obi Toppin. Like you said, we're all trying to find the second guy to shoot to the moon. And I think Mac Matherin might not be that guy right now, but maybe in two, three weeks it's, he is. The, we gotta we gotta package these stories, I think, is how it's gotta happen too. Like we gotta <laughs> figure out. Like Agbaji has been Agbaji has a good story in that he he technically was red shirting his freshman I love year. Agbaji. Then they pulled his red shirt. Remember mm -hmm. his freshman year? He started because uh, I think uh was Azabuke got hurt and then they needed like extra bodies. So they pulled Agbaji's red shirt. Anyway, he he he's like a he's an old school college basketball arc of like Technically was redshirted, biding his time, been there a few years, getting better every year. Now Kansas is a national title contender, and he's leading he's the, the best way. player on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a fun story. Keegan Murray and Johnny Davis have obvious stories that just grab you. It's like they just they they improve so much over the offseason. Um, what's the well, who's the be... most shocking name that's not in the group right now? And I, and it it has to be someone from Purdue, right? Like it has to be Ivy. I feel like yeah. Ivy's the one that, you know, if we did our top two and we had Juzang and Timmy, it's like yeah. Jaden Ivy was like number three right there. You know, he yeah. was the one that was waiting in the wings for us to kind of fall in love with. And it's been a little bit of the opposite. I think Ivy can get back. I think Travion Williams is sneaky. too. Travion Williams isn't going to win National Player of the Year. I don't think I think yeah. that ship has sailed, but he, he could, the media loves him. And what's not to love? Yeah. But, but that guy, it, it, Passing big men, people love. Mm -hmm. Like Drew Timmy was. That, that's why people loved him too, is because he was like a big man who was nimble and could start find to break open himself. Yeah, start, yeah, every once kind of in a while. Trayvon yeah. Williams, uh, I could see him sneaking his way back into. Purdue and Duke had the same or, problem though. They have three guys that are all in the conversation. You know, when you have Edie Williams and Ivy, yeah. and then you have more Paulo and you know maybe right. Keels or whoever. But yeah, I th I think Purdue's path is Edie's out. You got to get Edie out yeah. of there. Not. No, I'm he not played well play, in the second I'm not half against time. Wisconsin, but yeah. I'm talking if you're the, the Purdue SID and you're forming a, uh, a, national, a, campaign. a, a campaign for <laughs> All-Americans, it's it I, it might end up being Travion Williams, I think. Because mm. I think Travion Williams, you're gonna they're going to do his like efficiency numbers and and his skill set. And his he, he Purdue loves the Big Ten stat of the day, too, that they're going to point out that he's, of all the players that play the five, he leads the – He's third in the country in assists per game, and also yeah, <laughs> I like the idea of them putting Williams, Matt Painter, putting Williams back on the bench, and then him winning National Player of the Year from the from bench. the bench. Whoa, that's what I like. That's a great one because then it's like a team. It's like a team move, and yeah. he's better coming off the bench. We we talked about this. They had to make the change, you know. We had yeah. Andy Katz on, and we were like, "Is is Matt Painter going to make the move?" It's been four games, and and Travion's been worse starting than he was coming. He off has the bench. been, yeah. So I think he should come off the bench. I think he should come off the he bench, should, and I think he should still be the campaign for national. Player and he should year. he should play more than Edie. Yes, just bring him off the bench. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like what Carolina's doing this with Garcia and Manic. Like Manic hasn't been start. Well, Garcia's hurt, but Garcia starts and then Manic plays. You know, it's like we we check the box so he can say to the NBA scouts, "I started." You know, got that handled, and then <laughs> the best player plays. I like it. That's a that's a that would be a great story. National player of the that year would that be comes a great off the story. bench. That's college basketball. That would be a great. Hold on, let me pull this up. Has that know. ever happened? There's, there's no, no way that's ever no happened. Way. It's it's a, it would be impossible, unless like Marvin Williams won national player of the year for North Carolina in 2005. I love this idea, but I think I think that's the campaign because then you have the whole you have the team involved in the campaign. You know, yeah, it's like he's willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the team, but he's the best player in the country.
Purdue's got to figure out their defense, though, if they're going to. I mean, that that is, I don't know. It, 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 it is shocking to watch Purdue basketball play in Mackey Arena and just not care defensively. That's like shocking <laughs> for a guy. Like that, that's all the, the Purdue fans cared about forever. They'd hold up the board of, of turnovers forced and uh, they, they care about rebounds and charges taken and turnovers forced and hustle. It says play hard on their asses of their, I, I think it still does. <laughs> I'm not does even kidding. Their yeah. practice shorts, they play hard on their asses. Um, I, they definitely did when we visited. Uh, yeah, whatever year, the 2018 or whatever, they definitely had them on I, the shorts. I, I would guess they still have them on the shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gene Cady had it on the shorts forever, and and Matt Painter is a Gene Cady disciple, so I I can't imagine he would take play hard off their asses. But um, yeah, it, it it's just, it's just crazy to watch Purdue basketball as a guy that's watched a ton of Purdue basketball in my life to watch them in Mackey Arena. Just like I don't, th- there there was one play where Davison had the ball in the corner. It was it was sort of a dagger. I think Wisconsin was up like two or three, and there's like two minutes left. And he he throws a skip pass to uh, uh, Johnny Davis on the the opposite wing, and Ivy's standing there guarding the guy at the top of the key, and Ivy watches the ball go skip pass all the way across to wide open Johnny Davis, and he kind of like shuffles over there. D- he does not raise his hand above his waist, and he just stands there as Johnny Davis shoots the ball. And I was like. That that is <laughs> not, not the Purdue I know. That yeah. is interesting to say the least. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking of like every Purdue player I've I've grew up yeah. watching. Like what would happen if if that happened? What Gene Katie would do to them? And uh, Jaden Ivy just watches it go in and just like, damn. All right, I guess we're down five now, and and jogs back to the other end. <laughs> it's the hard part of when you are, you know, you're you're the hunted instead of the hunter. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And I think that's been their, their makeup forever. And we worried when they had all of the hot press coming into the season, you know, can Purdue handle this? But I do think the best thing that's happened to them so far is that maybe people are a little bit off the set, you know? Yeah. And they can kind of, you know, stay in that three, four range in the Big Ten and then maybe make a little push. I think if you're a Purdue fan, you would 100% give up a Big Ten title, give up um, a, a season of being ranked number one. Like, they already, they already got number one, but I'm talking like, Say that there's a world where Purdue's ranked number one for like five or six yeah. weeks. I think you give all that up. You give up like trying to dominate the Big Ten and all that if it means you go to the Final Four this year. That's mm-hmm. a trade you're making if you're a Purdue fan. Absolutely. That you finish fourth in the Big Ten this year, but go to the Final Four. I think you're it's time. That trade. Yeah. I think it's time to have that outlook too. Maybe Matt Painter does have that outlook. So he's yeah. tinkering more than he would have yeah. in the regular season. He's not just thinking, all right, we got to just buckle up and win these games and then we'll figure it out once we get to the tournament. He's like, let's figure out all these issues prior so by the time we get to march we know who we are right at a wholesale level and we know what we can do in these situations and i mean they're going to get tested in the big 10 the the teams in the big 10 and the big 12 and the sec are all going to have an advantage i assume once we get to the tournament because they're going to have to play legit games right before they get to the tournament (laughs) i mean duke that's their one problem as we look forward i mean how can they right how can they get prepared for the tournament with this slate of games? And big, big East is there too. I'd say, you know, like yeah, big, let's big give East the Big East. They won all the challenges. Will, yeah. uh, big East is deep enough. Pac-12 is good. Like we're gonna do top the Pac-12 yeah. in update in a second, but uh, very top heavy. So you could have a, a run where you you make your LA trip and you play USC and UCLA on that weekend. Yeah, on a Thursday, Saturday, say that's a tough stretch. But then you turn around and you go to Oregon and play Oregon and Oregon State, and you're like, oh, that was yeah, that was a little easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that so, was better. Yeah, you play Cal Stanford, and you're like, oh, okay. That's cool. um, <laughs> Cal's looking better though. Congrats yeah, to Cal. Congrats to Cal. <laughs> Cal is looking better. I would love the Cal. The Cal basketball account yeah. tweets out a graphic that's like 
Cal, it's a quote. <laughs> it's a quote. Cal is looking better. Cal's looking better. Tapering. <laughs> Tapering. Uh, let's take a break, and uh, we'll do fraud power rankings. Pack the oh, I can't wait. Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, too. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right, college basketball fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for college basketball? Then you need to try the award-winning app, PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. We love it. You love it. Everyone loves it. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from point score to rebounds, even steals. And PrizePix allows mixed sports entries. There's a lot of sports going on out there. A lot of sports. Turn on your television. If, you, if you've spoken to your, you've got one of those fancy uh, uh, remotes that you can just speak into and you say, put on the sports. A lot of, result, re, a lot of results are going to pop up. And the great news of Price Picks is you can use mixed sports entries. You can do college basketball. You can do college football. You can do pro football. You can do baseball. Although, probably not right now. Baseball's in a lockout and an offseason. But when baseball comes back, you can do soccer. You can do MMA and more. All of our users that deposit and use promo code TNT will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the reward-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, and don't forget to use promo code TNT to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's promo code T-A-N-D-T. For 100% instant deposit match, check out pricepix.com. Pricepix is daily fantasy made it easy. Eligibility restrictions apply. See pricepix.com for details. And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful. Like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, fraud power rankings. Let's let's dive right into it uh, and piggyback on what we were just talking about. I'm gonna start at number five. Uh, we were, we were just talking about Purdue. We were just talking about watching a Purdue team in Mackey Arena not playing hard. So at number five on the fraud power rankings this week, Mackey Arena. Oh, Mackey Arena, an arena that I God, famously just when the fans thought that they were safe, yep. they were like blaming the team and everything. Yep. No, it's on no, you. No, it's on you. <laughs> it's on you. Uh, an arena that I famously said is my favorite arena in college basketball to just go. To a how did I how did I uh, uh, to go to the bathroom? <laughs> to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Your favorite arena in the country. To go to the very bathroom. small. To go to the to bathroom. go to the bathroom. How did I couch it? I, I remember on. even when I was like being genuine and I was saying it, I, I put like a thousand qualifiers on it. <laughs> but uh, it, it, the, the parking because that, that's how we got to the bathroom part. I was like, it's mm. easy to park. It's easy to get in. It's easy to to go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is a really nice arena. There's not a bad seat in the place. Yeah. It gets loud as hell. Um, nice, comfortable seats. Yes, I think. Right? If yeah, you go lower, if you go the lower they ones. have like the race car I think, seats. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. The the upper ones, I think, are bleachers. Yeah, well. But, you know, Purdue fans are on their feet at all times, <laughs> right? They're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not right. supposed to be sitting down. But uh, I'm putting Macarena on the fraud power rankings. Uh, my dad famously said, don't forget this, that for as loud as Macarena gets when things are going well, <laughs> You can get that quiet when things are <laughs> Remember when he said that? I thought it was a really, I, was I thought it was a really timely roast. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you said no, no place gets quieter or something. No place gets quieter. Yeah, he's like, it's one of the, it's one it's of the one most the loudest, and he's like, nowhere gets quieter. Of all the places I've been at, like when there's a twelve-zero run against the home team, 
That place gets as quiet as any. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, the hat. Um, uh. But uh, 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 Johnny Davis had 37 points. That is the the most by an opposing player, Tate. How about this for Big Ten stat of the, the week? The most mm. by an opposing player since 1985. Yeah, in Mackey Arena. Who was that? I think it was Vincent Edwards oh. of, of Michigan State. Had uh, Not Vincent Edwards. I'm a, I'm a moron. Vincent Edwards played at Purdue. Jay Vincent, Michigan State, uh, mm. 1985. That That's the uh, stat I saw. <laughs> he had 39, I think. I think that's the Mackey. Mackey as soon Arena as you record. said Vincent Edwards, I thought that Vincent Edwards was senior. You know what I mean? He yeah, did yeah, it yeah, yeah, his son went to Purdue. <laughs> I was thinking Vincent Edwards because Vincent Vince Edwards is a guy who... <laughs> On that skip pass from Brad Davis into Johnny yes, Davis, yes. <laughs> would have sent the Johnny Davis shot into the fifth row. Absolutely, he would have closed out so hard. He would have, as I Jay mean, Ivy just watched it go up. Um, yeah, it was it was Jay Vincent of Michigan State, I think, had the as the rec- I think I don't know who cares. Point is, they, the Johnny it's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, and and Mackey Arena allowed a, a player to come in, and uh, not just any player, a conference player, a conference foe, uh, a team that uh, that Purdue should have beaten. And they they allowed a man to score 27 second half points. Uh, also, don't forget, I'm putting Macurin on the fraud power rankings for the role it played in last year's NCAA tournament, which was the most Mickey Mouse NCAA tournament of all time. Mm. Led to Oral Roberts going on a run that, like, frankly, great story. Everyone loves it. I love it. I obviously love you it. loved it. I love it more than anyone else. Yeah. Like, yeah. I every time I t- <laughs> I talk about Oral Roberts more than just about anyone. Um, but it was a Mickey Mouse run, and we know that. And and in large, I mean, part, UCLA's run started in Mackey as well. It did. Yeah. In large part because of Mackey Arena. Oral Roberts happened in Mackey Arena. Uh, Roy Williams' career ended in Mackey Arena. Yeah. UCLA's run mm. started in Mackey Arena. So I'm just putting Mackey Arena on notice. Honestly, uh, number I, five on the front. I agree. Rankings. After you brought up the Roy Williams thing, I forgot that, that happened in there. Yeah. yeah. That's Ooh. the that's the only not counting Brad Davis and beating Roy Williams, because that again, Mickey Mouse doesn't count. Doesn't count. Uh Mackey Arena was the only Big Ten arena that Brad Davison had never won in either. He'd never won a road game. <laughs> he had won on the road at every other school. And Oh, man. I'm yeah. so, please put Carolina on the Frog Power <laughs> rankings. I hope they are. I'm going to put them on there if you don't. <laughs> I don't think. I think I think in order to make the Frog Power rankings, you have there has to be some idea of like Ugh. thinking you're good. You know? So I think can that's you, Carolina. Can you name Frog another right? roster in college basketball that has 11 11- Four star or five star players. <laughs> eleven. We have eleven. <laughs> Cannot win a game. Can't be Notre Dame. Can't be Notre Dame. Uh, at number uh, four on the fraud power rankings, John Calipari. Nice. Uh, Kentucky loses at LSU, sixty-five to sixty. Um, it was a game that it was. It was a pretty sloppy game, if we're being honest. Uh, LSU, no tie tie in this game, yeah. so they had the caveat. Yeah. LSU plays great defense. Kentucky uh, severe Wheeler uh, goes out of the game too, and mm. tie tie exits the game, and uh, they they kind of have no ball handlers, and it showed down the stretch, especially that final thirty seconds, which was a absolute disaster. So I'm not going to kill Cal too much for that because um, the circumstances were were against his control, but there's this stat circulating now. There's, there's a lot of the Cal haters are, are showing their fangs and their claws, Tate, mm. and they're getting excited about the trend that they're seeing here. Kentucky is one and nine in the last 10 games against ranked teams. Now you say to yourself, that's interesting, but is that just a reflection of the fact that they sucked so bad last year? Is that just, are you basically just telling me again that they sucked last year mm-hmm. and you're just repackaging it to make it seem like there's a concerning trend? Maybe. That's why there's this stat. <laughs> 23 and 25 versus ranked teams since the 2015 Final Four loss to Wisconsin. Since the team that was undefeated up into the Final Ooh. Four lost. Since 2015, <laughs> Cal has is, is under 500 against ranked teams at Kentucky. 
Isn't that insane? Lifetime contract. That's insane. That is insane. That's I pretty did, I crazy, not, right? I would not have uh, suspected that given, you know, the wins over North Carolina over recent years. But um, I don't know what the answer is for that. I think Cal would want that stat taken away. I think I mean? so. Yeah. I don't think he wants that out in the public. I haven't seen that anywhere else from Kentucky fans, so. They're gonna be shocked to hear that. I uh, K- Kentucky was playing well too. So like again, th- this I'm not I'm not piling on for losing it. LSU's mm-hmm. a good team. They won the SEC last year, right? I th- yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. And they, uh, they they have if not the number one defense in the country, one of the number one defenses in the country. And they have the a country. ton of talent. I they're mean, very very good yeah. basketball team. So there, there's no shame in losing uh at, at in Baton Rouge, especially with the guys. Yeah, Will Wade was going crazy by the way on the sideline. Will Wade has like. Uh, <laughs> He's adopted like an old '80s style, like Bob Knight ripoff, yes. like lose his mind on the sideline. So just putting that out there that like you know we had the Coach K. Will Wade's gonna have his own sort of reaction that happens in the SEC at some point where he like breaks a clipboard or but throws that's a expected. clipboard. Like like we'll, we, I'm gonna get ahead of this because we're gonna be called hypocrites when that happens and we applaud Will Wade. Yes, people are gonna say why? What's the difference? Why are you applauding Will Wade? And shaming Coach K for his antics. Well, that's who Will Wade is. That's who Will Wade that's is. Who, that's yeah. who he we know wants who he to be. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Coach okay. K is trying to be Dean Smith, We, but he's not. We value authenticity on this yes. program. That's really it. That's mm-hmm. what we love. That's why we love Will Wade. Coach K, Bruce Pearl, not not as much. Yeah. But uh, Sean Miller. Uh, Sean Miller's like literally on the, the, the fence. You yeah, know he's on mean? the, yeah. We think that he is showing us who he is, but then also he doesn't. So you're like, yeah. wait a second. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Kentucky likable, by the way? I think so. This year, this year, this year's team. I likeable? like their team. I, I told so. you when they played North Carolina. By the end of the game, I was pulling for them. I like the way that they played. Yeah, I really did. And uh, Oscar is just a level. Uh, I think it's Oscar. I think that's really what. I think if you took Oscar off this team, like no disrespect to the other guys. I, there's no one on Kentucky. I like Kellen really... Grady though. I mean, yeah. I've always liked Kellen Grady from Davidson. I, so that, that's the other part. They have some of these guys that I had soft spots for. Severe Wheeler. Yeah, I liked him in yeah. Georgia. So when they're at Kentucky, I feel like I'm pulling for them individually, right? Not Kentucky, right? If that makes sense, right? But the the team as a whole doesn't pop to. I don't know. No, it's, it's hard to put my finger. Like Oscar, obviously, I'm. But if you take Oscar off the team, I'm not sure I'm cheering that hard for. Yeah. I, I, there's not a ton of charisma. I don't. Think. Yeah. But they're likable. I'd say they're likable. But like Mince is like a bulldog, you know. I yeah. like him. Yeah. You know, there's there's just certain guys on their team where you're like, I like the way that they play the game. So is it crazy that Kentucky for uh. Uh, like how prevalent they've been, and and this Cal run, and and all the one and done guys they've had, and um, how Cal has been. We, we love to joke about him and all that, but they they have had very likable teams for like how much I should hate Kentucky for how they're ranked number one every season, and yeah. they're they're you know not as good. They a lot of times will get pushed to the to number one, and then they aren't that great, and you're like scratching your head how how is this happening and. All the all the the extracurriculars that go on with Kentucky should yeah. lead me to hate the teams, but I don't know the 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 De'Aaron Fox like Malik I was, Monk that Bam was the team that was I was about to one bring of my up. most favorite teams ever. And when they lost to North Carolina on that shot, I mean you could see how much it meant to them, you know. And yeah. I th- I think that was the that's kind of the craziest part about Kentucky is that the way that it's sold to you is like they're getting these prima donna AAU kids that only right. care about themselves, but then when you watch them play. 
they're like bawling their eyes out right. because they lost this this one game. You know what I mean? So it kind of just throws you for a loop a little bit. And I don't know. They've been able to find the right DNA of kids. I loved uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey too. I love Tyler Eulis. He was like Tyler my, Uli- oh. the Tyler Eulis Jamal Murray was one of my was so favorite. Fun. And Tyler Eulis was yeah. like Muggsy Bogues out there. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. I was in love with that team. Isn't that interesting? Because like I think I've always thought Kentucky and Duke were synonymous in terms of like likability and everything else. They're both just yeah. kind of live on their own plane of just being Whatever. hated yeah, but being but, hated but they but their rule is like hate us because they ain't us you know that's how yeah. they live duke and kentucky fans yeah anyway moving on uh <laughs> anyway after saying all that nice stuff about kentucky john calipari you're number, number four. four uh number three on the fraud power rankings jo- josh passion's face shield uh, this this man who is was called the ted lasso of college basketball uh last year and and leading into this year because he he made a covid pinata he was wearing a face shield that did absolutely nothing to stop the spread of COVID, but like made him <laughs> look absolutely hilarious. Georgia Tech wins the ACC tournament. Georgia Tech has the ACC Player of the Year last year. We talked extensively, uh, and 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 Mike Rutherford did as well, and and others in the <laughs> ACC world were like, "Oh my God, is Josh Pastner's face shield magic? Is yes. this like, mm-hmm. it, 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 have we unlocked something with Josh Pastner? I made the argument after last season, Josh Pastner should have retired." He should have just got out of coaching because he, he, it was never going to get any better than this. I'm looking very smart right now because Josh Pastner brought back the face shield. We talked ourselves into this being the difference for Georgia Tech this year. This is when they're going to turn the corner. This is He's going to unlock the magic again. But just like Ted Lasso, season two, not as good as season one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's 0-2 wearing the face shield. And it goes back to authenticity, you know what I mean? Because I think that last year, the face shield was made... Like, it was his decision, you know what I mean? It felt like it was something that Josh wanted right, to do. Right, Uh The pinata is something that he wanted to do. They were all wonky. They were all weird. Um, Coach K said they were screwy, you know? So they were very screwy things that he did that are, like, trying to be funny. Um, and then this year, it felt like he was forced into it, you know? Yeah. It felt like everyone wanted the face shield to come back, but you can't force the face shield when he doesn't want to be a part of the face shield. And, in fact, he doesn't even use the face shield like he did last year, you know? He's, like, got to right. help a bunch. You're right. It's just not the same. You're right. And and season two is never as good as season one. The sequel is never good as the first movie. So we understand that, but it's just not the same. He did say, I'll, there was this authentic uh, thing from Josh Pastner <laughs> when he said in the post game press conference against Duke, I quote, I never want to die. Oh, I, I, you sent me that. I, I don't, where, where, I didn't even get the context of that. <laughs> I don't know like, who, who, would... I saw the headline and I, it's one of those deals. J- Jim appreciates this because he said, J- Jim will send me New York Post headlines all the time. And then I'll ask him if he reads the articles. He's like, absolutely not. Yeah, He's like, never, I just, I just never. love the headlines. Uh, that, that's what this was to me is I just saw a headline. He gets just, all he needs out of the yeah, headline. It said, Pastner <laughs> colon, quote, I never want to die. And I was like, I don't need to click on that. Yeah. I don't, I, I, that's all I need to know is just, Well, and counterpoint of the face mask, you know, being a fraud is that he did bring Coach K back. You know what I mean? Like him him having the face mask on got his players so confident that Michael DeVoe was willing to point at Coach K. (laughs) (laughs) So in some sense, I would say it did work at some level. You know what I mean? Didn't lead to a win, but it led to good content, which I I care more about the content from Josh Pastor's face shield than I do about the Always have. Yeah, always have. Always have. (laughs) Always have. Uh, number two on the fraud power rankings this week. Woo, the Bill Self special. Oh yeah, it's over. It's yeah, over, dude. I saw Bill I, Self. Yeah. For those who are new to the program, uh, this one snuck up on me. By the way, I didn't even realize the Bill Self special was uh, was happening this week mm-hmm. until I looked up at halftime and and Kansas and Oklahoma State were tied. I believe Kansas missed nineteen. Uh, the, the, their final nineteen shots of the first half. 
and it looked like the Bill Self special was happening. If you don't know what the Bill Self special is, Bill Self played basketball at Oklahoma State uh, and and has not forgotten where he's come from. And every time Kansas goes to Stillwater, not actually every time, but might as well be every time. Every time. Uh, Kansas loses at Stillwater. That's always the game. Kansas has run the Big 12 forever up until Scott Drew learned how to coach defense. Yeah. And um, every single year, Kansas would, would lose like one or two games in the Big 12. That's it. They would dominate everybody else. And one of those one or two inevitably would always be the game at Oklahoma State. Even if Oklahoma State wasn't good, they would find a way to lose at Oklahoma State because Bill Self loves his alma mater that yes. much. So every time Kansas goes to Oklahoma State, we circle the game. We say, this is it, the Bill Self special. He's going to choke it away. He's going to tell his boys not to play that hard. He mm. loves where he came from. And it looked like we were setting up for that. Missed 19 shots to end the first half. Uh, it was tied at 40 with like 14 and a half to play or something. It was still tied, even, even uh, a few minutes into the second half, Tate. And then Kansas stepped on Oklahoma State's throat and and pulled away. Bill Self though is is now I believe seven and eight. He still has a, he's still no, under five hundred. I, I was going to say I knew in, that uh, he was going to win this game. It wasn't going to be the special because CBB on Fox put out a graphic before this game, and it's like Bill Self's record versus teams in the Big Twelve, and the team with his worst record was Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Yeah, and I saw that before, and I was like, Bill Self follows CBB on Fox. He saw this. He's like, they're getting onto the scent. Yeah. I can't lose this year. Yeah. I can't throw the game this year. Or, whoa, how about this? Bill Self knew that Oklahoma State <laughs> isn't eligible for the NCAA tournament. So he's like, it's not worth it's it. It's not this worth year. the special. Yeah. Because usually the, save the special for when they're going to make part the of the Bill Self special is like, I'm throwing my alma mater a big win. So it boosts their NCAA tournament resume. Yes. You know? Yeah. And the, they don't have to worry about this year. So I, we need this more than they do. That's what it was. So the Bill Self special might be back, actually. I think he, I think he realized that it happened. Fraud this year. But it yeah, will come back. It'll come back. Yeah. Oklahoma State, by the way, the only Big 12 team to sweep Kansas uh, home and away. Texas did it last year, mm. but uh, Mickey Mouse. The, yeah, the Allen, Allen Fieldhouse was empty. Remember when Texas beat the hell out of Kansas? Remember when Fieldhouse? Texas was the best team in the country last year? <laughs> yeah. That, I think that still blows my mind. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were obviously the best team in the country, and it was gone. And it was gone almost immediately. <laughs> um but yeah, Texas did it last year. I don't count it. Put a big fat asterisk. Yeah, so the only same. team that's ever swept Kansas home and away in Big 12 history, or under Bill Self, I mean, um, is Oklahoma State. So mm. there you go. But the Bill Self special, fraudulent this year. Coming back next year, though. Uh, number one on the list. I want to go in depth, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty in depth with this one because I, I, I'm noticing a trend in college basketball. And at number one on my list of frauds is former players coaching their alma maters. Oh, just across the board. So here's here's the breakdown of where we're at right now. We have I'm gonna tier it for you. I know how much you love the tier state. So Ugh. at tier number one, I have actual tears running down my face. We Different have tiers. we have the NBA guys, the guys who played in the NBA, coached in the NBA. We're, we're just NBA guys, but they their alma maters call and they said I'll come back and 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 do this for a alma mater. Jawan Howard, preseason number four, Michigan's preseason number four, just lost to Rutgers for the first time in program history. Best win for Michigan this year is probably San Diego State. They they are seven and six on the season. It is not going well. In Got Arbor. blown out by Carolina. Yes, yes. Jawan Howard thumbs down for the job he's doing this season. Yes. Penny Hardaway preseason number twelve. Memphis is eight and five. Losses to Georgia, Ole Miss, Tulane. They have died seven different times. They've yep. come back to life seven different times. We don't know where they're at now, but point is they're not having the season they expected. Patrick Ewing six and five at Georgetown Ooh. this year. Losses to Dartmouth and St. John's. That speaks for itself. Uh, we move on to teams that you and I are more interested in. Hubert Davis. Carolina's 10-4. We'll get through this quickly together, Tate. Oh Lost God. at Notre Dame on Wednesday. 
Lost by 29 to Kentucky. <laughs> lost by 17 to Tennessee. Mm. The only team with a pulse that Carolina has beaten all season is Michigan, which doesn't mm. count because that's like circular logic of like they're you're, still you're, they're you're on the fraud beating another rankings. fraud. Yes. Fraud beating fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh so I'm not even sure I count that. But anyway, I don't need to tell you. <laughs> North Carolina not having a great no, season. No, I mean three strikes. Three strikes and they're out. Uh Mike Woodson is on the <clears> list <throat> as well. He was hired to be the next Jawan Howard, and I guess he kind of is. I guess like <laughs> the way it's going right now. <laughs> Mike Woodson is emulating. I still believe in Mike Woodson. They're going to beat. Ohio, they're going to beat Ohio State tonight, so uh, I, I, he'll he'll get it back. But but Indiana ten and three just lost to Penn State. They've lost. They lost at Syracuse. The Syracuse and the 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 optimism for Indiana is this: the three losses they have were all games they they had. Like there was in the palm of their hand. Like they they definitely should have won those. Could have and should have won those games. But on the other hand, it's like, how do you let three games slip through your fingers like yeah. that? Almost, they, they were destroying Wisconsin and Madison. One of the worst second half performances I've I've seen in college basketball history. The way Indiana uh, completely choked that away. So anyway, moving on. Mike Woodson, ten and three. He's he's not he's not a. Uh, what's going on over there, Moses? Mo- Mo- Moses is underneath the desk, and he's and he's like trying to move my things out of the way. He's like, can you get this out of the way so I can lay down here? I brought I brought Moses in to do the show today, Hi, and uh, he's uh. Just roaming around the studio <laughs> as he as he pleases. <laughs> it was one of those things where I didn't know I like didn't see him go under me, and then I felt something underneath the desk, and I was like, "What is, is happening?" That Jim, <laughs> yeah, like, what is going on? He's down now. He's sleeping. Uh, all right. So Mike Mike Woodson's on the list of of yeah of guys that are he, he's it's not going to swimmingly as we hope, but India yeah. it's not a complete disaster. I don't know. Moving on. Uh, another NBA guy that that people don't think about, but played in the NBA, is now the head coach of his alma mater, Aaron McKee at Temple. Who was eight and six, lost by nineteen to St. Joe's. They just had they just had a shorthanded Houston team. Houston was out like their three best players, I want to say, against yeah. uh, uh Temple. Could not close the deal. He's he's eight and six this year. And what's worse, Tate, is John Rostein, I saw, was absolutely dragging the Temple program for shitty attendance. He he he's just firing off tweets about like how no one wants to show up to Temple games. And then Kevin Nagandi's in the reply. Kevin Nagandi who went to Temple's yeah. in his replies. Kevin Nagandi hit him with a who hurt you response. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at with the the, the state of the Temple. Kevin Nagandi is a great Philadelphia fan. You yeah. know, like a great Philadelphia sports, like a genuine Philadelphia sports fan. You know, I love it. So those are the NBA guys. Then we can move on to the mainstays. These are the guys that didn't go. They, they didn't play. Did you forget NBA. Speedy Claxton? He's in there too. At Hofstra. Is he? Yeah, he's at Hofstra. He's at Hofstra losing. So I just wanted to throw out Speedy Claxton in that list of just frauds. You know, let's put him in the list. <laughs> I don't want to forget Speedy. He had, he had a couple that. games where he was in there, but Speedy's in there. He's, he's the head coach of Hofstra? He's the, yeah, and he played at Hofstra. <laughs> I'm just saying, how throw, that, is, throw is, that in there. How good is Hofstra? Not good. That's right, what well, I'm there mean. Throw that in there. Throw it on the list. Uh, all right, then, then I have the mainstays. These are guys that, like, have built a career as a coach that you might forget played at their yeah. school. Matt Painter, preseason number seven, Purdue, 12 and two. Just lost. We, we covered Matt Painter's. Purdue has made the, the fraud power rankings twice this week. Uh, 12 and two, not bad. Like like we said, I think I think ultimately they're going to be okay in March, but but still, but still, the way we're yeah. at, where we're at right now, we got to number one. A little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, Bob Huggins played at West Virginia. People forget. <laughs> People do forget. <laughs> Did play at West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia is eleven and two. Not not a horrible season by any stretch of the imagination. They they got smoked by Texas on Saturday. Didn't have Tash Sherman. Not really counting that one. But still, their best win. They basically played every single game at home. They haven't played a great schedule, so nah, you're, yeah, you're on they're the teetering. Yeah, you're teetering. Yeah. But like from what you expect from West Virginia, this isn't like a 
This isn't one of Bob Huggins' best seasons. This isn't a team where we're like, watch out for West Virginia in the tournament. Yes. They might make the final yeah. four. But yes. Maybe they would. Who maybe, knows? May, who knows? But like, point is, they're not exactly killing it this yeah. year. Uh, Jim Beheim also for the Syracuse. <laughs> people forget. He is seven and seven. Just lost to Miami. Oh man, have you uh, watched Syracuse? By the way, I have. It Buddy Beheim, like I thought, like I was, I I would get like red in the face when I'd watch Kobe sometimes, like when he would just like just could take shots. You're just like, I know yeah. no one on the team wants that to happen right now. Buddy Beheim is is on another level of green light. I've never seen someone with the green light of this guy. I had somebody. And he doesn't even get pulled out of games for it. I mean, no. like like he just continues to shoot. Of course not. So. Uh, I had someone text me last week. Is Buddy Beheim good? And <laughs> it took me 45 minutes to reply. I mean, I, think, I was like, I think he's I was like, good. yes, obviously. I but think he's also, good considering, but yeah. I don't think he deserves 20 some shots a game. I, I, uh, I went with this answer. I think of a guy as being good. If I watch him and I say to myself, I wish I could play like that. Yes. And I do wish I could play like Buddy Bay. Yeah, I know. I mean, give so me that, the, give me the so green light. Yeah. I settled on yes. Yeah. I settled on he's definitely good. But Syracuse, not good. Syracuse is 7-7, seven seven, has lost to Colgate, Georgetown, and VCU. Um, all right, moving on to the next year. These are names you probably know. Uh, they played at their alma maters. They are the head coaches. Uh, Laval Jordan, who is 8-5, who <sighs> at, at Butler. Nice win at Oklahoma in overtime. We'll give them that. Kind he's, of salvaged the season. If Butler doesn't win at Oklahoma, it is a disaster. If, if they don't win at Oklahoma, he's on the hot seat. I think so. It's hot, hot, yeah, hot, yeah. too. He still yeah. might be. Yeah. But like that that's the one thing that kind of... Yeah, that bided some time. But Yeah, bided some time. Uh, similarly, Anthony Grant is 8-6, and six, and uh, Dayton just lost to VCU at home. I think this was, that was last night, that game, um, on a kind of a last-second shot. Uh, Dayton has had a very up and down season. Did completely disastrous start that was salvaged by beating Kansas, beating Belmont, beating Virginia Tech. Now they're kind of back to losing games they probably shouldn't lose. Uh, Dayton eight and six. Anthony Grant, not exactly great. Tubby Smith is at high point. You've heard of him. He's six and eight. We can move on. They just lost by a million to Kentucky, but it's also high point. So who cares? Yeah, we'll you got to let it slide. Yeah. Uh, but he did play at high point. People forget. Jamie Dixon is the head coach at TCU. He played yes. at TCU. People forget that. Uh, Ten and one on the season, but they've played maybe the worst schedule in America. I was going to say they absolutely nobody. Yeah. So I'm not going to get excited Doesn't about count. that. Um, who else is there? Andy Kennedy at UAB. Put him on the list. Uh, one at St. Louis. Three losses by a combined 11 points. Actually, not a bad season. UAB is like not bad. I'll, I'll give him a, a thumbs up. He's doing a decent job. Uh, and then there's Dan D'Antoni who. Everybody knows as Mike D'Antoni's yeah. brother, but also you might know him as Marshall had a moment in the tournament, right? Yeah, John they, Elmore. Yeah, the John Elmore team. Did they win a game or did they just like have a fun game? I, I, I think they won a game. I think they did. <laughs> I know, but also, I, I John Elmore was like the, he was basically white James Harden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he, it was unbelievable. He was like, he had 30 points and 15 assists in games. It was insane. Uh, John Elmore is not on this team. And shows. <laughs> uh, they are, they are seven and seven this year and on a four game losing streak. And then finally the, the last, uh, the last year I have is the, we speak your name tier, Ooh. which is guys that are coaching their alma maters. And uh, we just want to speak your name. Jeff Bowles, head coach at Ohio university. Nice. They're 11 and two. Yeah. I was going to say they're, they're having, having a good, good year. Yeah. They're having a good season. Kevin Kruger, Lon Kruger's son is the head coach at UNLV. He played at UNLV for his dad. They're eight, six and then ben johnson at minnesota his first year great story hey, great turnaround story ben what? johnson is fun he's a good he's fun. coach yeah he's a good yeah. coach yeah, yeah you like him yeah. i like ben johnson yeah they just got their ass beat by illinois at home but you know <laughs> but i like illinois <laughs> i like illinois too so but i call them ridiculous. uh so anyway that that's your rundown of coaches coach who played for their alma mater are now coaching their alma mater and i would say of that group 
the guys who are getting a definitive thumbs up for the job this season is gone are probably Ben Johnson, who's definitely getting a thumbs up from Minnesota fans for the turnaround. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bowles. Yep. And then I'm putting Andy Kennedy on the list. Jeff Bowles I, is going to be on the list for like coaching opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some teams are going to reach out to him and say, I want you to be my head coach. And he's probably going to say no because he wants to say it as a monitor. Yeah. You, yeah. Um, I think those are the three that are killing it or, or, or at least like successful, undeniably yes. Yes. having a, good, having year. a good year. Having a good year. Yep. Uh, the ones who are borderline teetering, I would say, are Bob Huggins. Because like I said, West Virginia could be good, but it's like there's no West Virginia fan that's talking Final Four right now. But like they're they're also not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Jamie Dixon and Matt Painter, I would mm. say. I, even Matt Painter, in spite of what we see, yeah, like, Matt Purdue's Painter, still, yeah, there's, he got, he got him okay. up to number one, all that kind of stuff. Um, but other than that, I would say every other coach is probably getting a big fat thumbs down for this season. Oh, major thumbs. So down. major thumbs. I just down. wanted to point that out because that was. That is the trend. As soon as I mean, we did it when Mark Turgeon was fired. We started like I, I the first thing I did was I Googled <laughs> yeah. coaches who played at Maryland mm -hmm. and tried to figure out who who Maryland's gonna hire with Maryland ties that played there. Um, that is that is the move in college basketball. And I guess what we're learning this year is maybe that shouldn't be the move. I don't know. It shouldn't be the move, and I think sometimes, you know, we are so pro player friendly at times, and I'm saying this as a Carolina fan that we want to blame everybody else. You know, we want to blame the coaches. We want to blame this. Yeah. We want to blame that. And it's like Roy Williams isn't the coach anymore. And North Carolina has the exact same problems because they have the exact same players. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like at, at some level, <laughs> you got to just be like, hey, maybe this group maybe isn't it. The, yeah. I mean, same with uh, Notre Dame. And, you know, they were talking about it last night in that game. I mean, the group that came in, Mike Bray, the guys that are seniors now, they were supposed to build on the Elite Eight stuff that, that, that right. they had had. Instead, this group has just not been able to collectively win games. So it's, it's Mike just, Bray's fault. It, but yeah, but everyone's blaming Mike Bray. Right. It's like, at some point, maybe we just aren't who we thought we were. You know, <laughs> and that's okay. Just admit it and, you know, just be just be upfront about it. You know, stop stop speaking about it as if it's going to change. I think it's not going to change. Mike Bray should fire his GM is what he should do. It's nice. <laughs> I mean, I think in, in the world of like you can transfer, maybe you just say, hey, this this isn't working, you know, <laughs> go somewhere else. Um. Anyway, that that's number one. That's, on my, the, that's, that's <laughs> my that's my number one for my the, some of the players, the players. It's <laughs> 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 like. All the players in college basketball, you're all frauds. God. You're my number one What frauds. is going on? Uh, Kirk Herbstreit, is that you? <laughs> I did think Why that. By the way, that was the funniest. That could not have worked out any better with Herbstreit and Desmond Howard saying these kids don't like don't football. And then the Rose Bowl was like an amazing the game. The best game, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I thought that was the most fun of uh, uh, so most funny. fun moment of college uh, football this year. Do you want to weigh in on the opt out? Because I do. I want to say uh, the opt out discussion. I want to say, as I've always said, I want everybody to opt out. Opt every out. Game. Opt out. I don't want there to be sports. Mm -hmm. I want sports to be what I, I, I've said this a million times. <laughs> I want every single athlete to opt out of every game. Yes. And I want sports to just be pictures of players showing up at the arena holding a handbag. Yeah, and and wearing like a designer sweater. I, and I'm also okay it. if that's we just cancel is. it. We shut it down, and we just watch highlights of what happened yes. before. You know? Yes, and we like, argue about highlights that, that are of the that past. We've all seen yeah. a million times. Exactly. That's yeah. that's what sports is to me. I want to go to the Dean Dome, <laughs> and I walk in, and they just had the 2008 season, and they're just like playing games. You can stay there as long as you want. Just stay there and hang out. Opt out. Everybody opt out. Opt out. Oh, adding to this discussion of uh, ex players trying to coach their own waters is uh, there's I, I wanted to 
point this out is Alondo Tucker was trying to, to oh. hold the penny hard away and coo <laughs> yeah. his way into coaching his alma mater. He gets the boot. Now uh. Wisconsin is thriving. So that's another strike in the uh, the ex-players trying to take over. You have uh, Kevin Ollie, who was the head coach at UConn, won a national title. Yep. Got the boot, got sued, sued his own school. Then they sued him back, and then there was a whole mess. And now he's coaching TikTok kids for the overtime league. Yes. Or whatever the hell it is he's doing. Chris Mack was the head coach at his alma mater and, and chased the bag, and now he has to live with that decision. So Speaking of Louisville, we speak your name. Louisville has a path to be the second-best team in the ACC. Really? They're undefeated in the ACC, and if you look at their schedule, it is, I mean, it couldn't have, could not have asked for a better path to be the second best team. And then they have like this, this moment where they're going to meet Duke and they're going to be like, you know, nine and no in the ACC and Duke's going to be nine and no. And everyone's going to be like, man, Louisville. Hype it up. And then Duke's going to beat him by like 40 points. <laughs> Louisville's going to be ranked 25th. So Mike because... Rutherford right now, he knows, he sees. When it. do they play Duke? We'll have him on. We'll have Mike on after that game. It's got to be in favor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and reach out to him. Let's wait until they win 11 in a row and then they lose to Duke and we'll reach out. Yeah, we That's speak it. your name though. They beat we, Pitt and they tried to lose this game against Pitt. I mean, uh, what, what is going on with the ACC in general? I, I saw last night. Uh, they played Duke at home January 29th. There, there's a movement that seems to be brewing of people that are, are floating the idea that the ACC might be a one bid, bid league, Tate. That's what the losers are saying. Yeah. You Do hate you refute to see that? It. I mean, I, I don't care. I, I, I don't I could care less about conference pride. That's not something that I, I do not invest my time in. I, I oh you my okay. only I thought, goal I thought you maybe just checked out on the, the entire, I mean, that that too. Like, that too. I'm already dead. I think the only the only thing that you can do in the ACC this year and every team should have this outlook is like how do we stop Duke? Yeah. You know? Like how how do uh, well, that's how what, do we collectively that, stop Duke? That's why the Coach K tour is gonna get interesting, is because I think everyone's just has nothing to lose and everyone's going to come together. Yeah. And like Wake Forest, Virginia, like everyone's pulling against Duke. You know what I mean? Cause we have no other hope. That's the only, <laughs> hope stop that you Duke. Have. <laughs> the only team pulling for Duke still is NC state. And that's cause huh. they, they picked Duke over North Carolina. We don't know why, but that's just what they do. Not sure why. I, I feel like there might be a lot of NC state people that would disagree with what you just said. They, no. they probably picked Duke over Carolina. Of course. I'll give you that, but they're yeah. not pulling for Duke. Against every team but state, they're pulling for them. All right, because they're they're conference pride. They're SEC people. You know what I mean? Um, like the conference. I do have conference pride. I I have pride in the conference that I love more than any other. It is the Pac-12. It is time for the Pac-12 update. Are you ready? Very in-depth Pac-12 update this week. Uh, Here's what you need to know about Pac-12 basketball. Everybody's on COVID pause. Mm. Everybody. If, name a team. They have COVID. They. Uh, I I I I felt like for the Pac-12 update of just being like a news anchor in your local town who on a snow day is reading off all the schools that are on two hour delay or, or canceled yeah. today. Yeah. That, that's basically what the Pac-12 is right now. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's waiting and seeing. Are we that school? Uh, UCLA has not played since December 11th. They just scheduled wow. a game for uh, Thursday tonight against Long Beach State, but no fans are allowed to go. They've already played Long Beach State. They won by like 30 when they played them. Um, earlier in the season. They, they are playing again just because UCLA needs a game. Uh, I, Arizona fans think that UCLA is dodging them, so we've now yes. entered that we've we've now entered that realm of That's what of all the Arizona COVID. fans yes. have said to me, that UCLA yes. dodged them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but UCLA has not played in, I do the math, since December 11th. Been a month. Yes. Uh, USC has not played since December 18th. They're supposed to play Cal tonight. We'll see how that goes. I, I, I don't know. I'm just conditioned to wait for that tweet that's like... <laughs> 
due to the health and safety, <laughs> whatever else. Uh, Arizona had three games wiped off the schedule that we were very excited about. Speaking of the Arizona fans thinking UCLA is dodging, they were supposed to play UCLA at UCLA. They were supposed to play at USC. They were supposed to play at uh, Arizona State. All of those games were gone. Uh, they they did come back and play Washington on Monday and beat Washington, but um, who cares? Gonzaga has not played since December 28th. Every West Coast Conference game this past weekend was canceled. Uh, and Colorado State returned from a three-and-a-half-week COVID pause. Colorado They're still undefeated, right? Still undefeated. Yeah. They beat Air Force on Tuesday. They're 11-0. They're one of the three undefeated teams left. Uh, and they have the most efficient offense, I think, in the country. So there's that. That's your that's your Pac-12 update. It's basically COVID. Just COVID and big ball letters. It's just like the bubble. It's just the COVID bubble. COVID. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate because USC and UCLA should be when they're two top 10 teams. They should yeah. be a topic of conversation. We should be really excited. We were in Los Angeles. We should be locked in. And maybe in. we will. You know, like yeah. maybe they come back and they, they get the, the juices loose, as we said. The juices. Uh, we need the juice to come back. I don't know where the juice is, <laughs> but I think he's somewhere around USC. And we <laughs> need him to come back. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess there are these other notes I wrote down. Uh, San Francisco beat Academy of Art over Christmas break, 111 to 78. That was a game we circled. Academy of Art. Uh, mm. They beat Cal. No, no, Irvine beat Cal. Who did Academy of Art beat that jumped on our radar? Was it San Francisco? No, who, I forget. The whole reason we pointed this out was Academy. Of I Art just love the name. That's all. I, uh, that's all I really cared about. Also, we should mention Keegan Murray versus Johnny Davis tonight. As we talked about, two guys that are uh, you know oh they play tonight they play tonight How about that yeah so dude we gotta watch that game yeah throw that out there why the hell did I not dude I'm <laughs> just look up Academy old, of I am I'm on their I'm on their <laughs> how do I not remember this they beat a uh, oh they beat UC Davis okay that's right there you go they beat UC Davis by 19 and that's why it jumped out to us because they beat the hell out of a Division One team um. They got smoked by San Francisco. The dream season's over for Academy of Art, is what I was going to say. Mm. And then finally, the last Pac-12 update, uh, Mark Gottfried, who got the show cause from the NCAA for the NC State situation, still on Cal State Northridge's no uh, way. Uh, bio page. He still has it. Still has the asterisk. What? The status quo remains unchanged. There might be hope yet. So I just wanted to draw attention to that. I cannot so. believe that they have an asterisk by yeah, his name. There's literally an asterisk on his unbelievable and also like behind the picture of him is a el pollo uh chicken uh like like banner behind him like i mean he is the mark godfrey csun page we should spend time on this sometime my goodness <laughs> unbelievable what's, what's up do you know what the academy of art mascot is like what the team is called uh no do you know uh, <laughs> i can't tell if this is gonna be a joke or not what no i thought it would be the artist's the art like makes sense. The, the art farks. The artists. No, they are the Academy of Art, Urban Knights. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Are you serious? Yeah. Urban Knights. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> All right. Look it up. That's. I don't. That, that, they should have. They should have like gotten some more Lebowski artists in there. They should have gotten some more yeah, artists in there. Like that. There's some. There's yeah, some artists more. would make sense though. Yeah, I mean, artists would be. Uh, I mean, that could be that could be fun. Uh, wow! Man. All right, Hates that's it. it. That's a factual update. Uh, shout outs, closeouts. Wrap this thing up. You guys got anything? Yeah, Jim has a shout out, right? Jim, you, you want to shout out, please? I, I uh, want to hear some St. John stuff. Yeah, St. John's own Julian, the man, Champagny. Let me find the stat here. He is one of three players ever. He's the third major conference player in 25 years to have. 
30 points, 15 boards, three blocks, and three three-pointers made in a game. He did this last night. Big 10 side of the day. Jesus, right that was the most big. Who are the other the two? Can you name the other two? Say it again. I'll try it. I'll take a stab. 30 points. 30 points. 15 boards, three yeah. blocks, and three three-pointers made. Glenn Robinson's one. No. Damn it. I know. Glenn's In the last guess. 25 years. Doug McDermott. Oh, last 25 years. Major conference. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you played in the Big East. I don't even know. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like that joke. He played the same conference as Champagne. <laughs> I don't know. He's from <laughs> Iowa. He's like major conference. Uh, I don't know. Tell us, Jim. Calbert Chaney. Nope. <laughs> I think those guys are all before 25 years. Uh, Beasley. Oh, in the last 25 Michael years? Beasley. I, didn't, I didn't catch yeah, that 25 qualifier. 25 years, yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't catch that qualifier. Beasley? Uh, Beasley's one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Durant? And his friend. Durant? KD. Wow. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Durant. So Champagne, and the man, Champagne. Yep. So the real KD of college basketball. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so we finally figured it out. That's We've the been... KD of college. You know what I was yeah. thinking the other day? Because I started, I've started watching a little more NBA now. Um, okay. Because it's past Christmas. That's when I started watching NBA. We so we know who the Kevin Durant of college basketball is. <laughs> yeah. Who's the Kevin Durant of the NBA? Would you say? Because I was watching Evan Mobley and I was like, this guy might be the Kevin Durant of the NBA. Yeah. Evan Mobley's awesome. I think awesome. I think we should start that discussion. Who's the Kevin Durant of the NBA? I'm gonna say this. I think Evan Mobley might be the greatest Cavalier ever. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm like by the end of it. This is Mark Price erasure. I don't like. <laughs> yeah. What about Ricky Davis? <laughs> what about Brad Darty, man? That's what I'm talking no. about. No. Do you see? Oh, do you see? Rostin went back to the well and said, uh, "Kofi Coburn is not Shaquille O'Neal. He's not." But then but, he called him the Shaquille O'Neal of college. Man. I thought that was like the tweet of the week. He said, he said, I want to reiterate, he's not the Shaq of college basketball, but he is also the Shaq of college basketball. We got to get, Joey Bronk is not the Bryant Reeves of college basketball. He's not big country. Or he's not, he's not big country, but he might be the big country of college, of college basketball. basketball. Yeah. Who's the we, pit snoggle? Let's just do a list of, of like our college basketball, like who of the comps. You know, who's the Steph Curry of college basketball? Who's the KD? Who's the Shaq? Shades yeah. of. Shades of. But I think I think we should just do like forgotten college basketball guys like Tom Coverdale. Mm. And we try to find who is this year's Tom Coverdale. It was Kevin Pitts. Not who's Rashad McCants? Who's the Rashad McCants? Everyone wants to know. Everyone wants to, We're trying to figure it out. Everyone's trying to figure it out. <laughs> Everyone. It's all anyone's talking about. I just Julian, is Johnny Davis the Rashad McCants? Julian Champigny as the KD of college basketball is worth putting that out there because I think it does because then you have the stat to back it up because everyone's yeah. like, what do you mean? You're like, I'll tell you what I mean. Yeah, that was a monster stat line last night. Man. Yeah, I'm happy. Who they see play? The Paul. The Paul. Yeah. The powerhouse. <laughs> the powerhouse. The Duke of the East. Yeah, we do the Mark Aguirre of college basketball. Oh man. Um, you have anything? That's all I really have, honestly. It's, I don't, yeah. yeah. Danny Green had a 24 <laughs> yeah, trillion, I, saw I think. I don't think it was an actual trillion. I think he had like a foul, but. Um, oh, I whatever. saw people tweeting that it was a Tony Snow. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. They, I'm kidding. No, they, they were. Wob did it. Wob said it. Wob was like, a, a, another Snow because I had people tagging me in it. So Are you like, serious? I was just kidding about ice. that. Whatever. I, I cannot. You know, Wob, I, someone told me Wob lives <laughs> in Marina Del Rey by me. He lives in the apartment complex like right down the road. I can't wait to give out his address. Guy. Someone pointed that out to me. They're like, you know, you know, Wob's like a Marina Del Rey guy, and I was like, really? They're like, we're they're like, I, I think he lives here, and I, I, it's like the apartment college right by. I, I can't wait for that meeting on the street. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> it's just the two guys. Remember that video of the two guys and they're just flicking each other off? Back yeah, and forth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's this about? It's like, it's about guys not scoring any I points think, yeah. in the game. We have a club trill shirt on. He's got a Snell hat. <laughs> <laughs> Snell visor. <laughs> if there's one thing the general uh, public loves is nerds and sports media fighting with each other over, over their own ideas yes, that's who, my bit that's my, no, that's my bit. <laughs> i invented power rankings <laughs> oh man that's Shit. good uh i don't i don't think i oh oh yeah yeah well no i'll save that for next week we'll show yeah i'm saying let's, I, save I'm it for save next week. Shout outs, let's get out of here